Today's podcast is brought to you by the Curtain Jerks Podcast, the funniest wrestling podcast on the internet, full of sketches, improv comedy, and interviews with real WWE impact and other wrestlers. To check out their stuff, go to soundcloud.com slash curtain jerks. Make sure to leave comments. Enjoy. everybody and welcome to the sports 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 podcast i am joel anderson and joining me as always is the sports outsider phil ranta still no jordan still no jordan but, but it's good to have you back it is good to have me back yeah. uh last week you did an episode with steve one of our favorite people in the world he's yeah. sat in on the podcast before a lot of people said me and steve should have our own podcast uh i don't disagree yeah i absolutely great. don't i would argue not sports themed. No. But then maybe what do I know? <laughs> well, we were reading Tim Tebow's Wikipedia article about yeah. his early years. Here's here's the thing. I I kind of like the idea of Jordan and I writing a podcast for you and Steve to do. That would be great. Where we would bullet out the, the, the topics to cover and what to discuss. Yeah. And then you guys would just discuss it. Well, we're both very, very funny. Yeah. So the comedy well, people is would love very it. funny, right? Yeah. I get, I get by. <laughs> yeah, you're often around Steve, and I feel like that helps. Yeah, so, it, I yeah. absorb like five percent of it, yeah. and then I make a lot of noises like and, <laughs> and some people find that very funny. Plays well off of Steve. That's really true. plays well off of Steve. That's true. Uh, but anyway, we're both here now. It's still echoey in here. It is still in the uh, new studio, yeah. studio, studio. Uh, which brings us to. Sports, sports, sports podcast update. Watch update. Sports, sports, sports podcast update. Watch update. Brought to you by Johnny Drama Contractors. If you like your contracting like you like the uh, Entourage show, come to Johnny Drama Contractors. Wow, that character really—he wanted to be an actor. Yeah, and now he's a and, contractor. And now he's that a fictional contractor. character yeah. became a contractor. He's a big fan of Entourage. He's the one who did uh, your beautiful studio here. Yeah. Yeah. A little echoey. A little echoey. If yeah. Johnny Drama's out there, <laughs> come on, man. I asked for soundproofing. <coughs> What's happening? You did. and I'm You're still <coughs> a little sick from last week. Uh, I still got a little bit of cough. I can hear Trust it me. here. <coughs> I'm much, much better. Good. I was in pretty bad shape. Uh, didn't ride my bike for a whole week. Aww. Which And I'm, I'm trying to ride 5,000 miles this year. Right. So that set me back a lot. Yeah. I if am, the Proclaimers were to do a song about last week, they wouldn't be saying, I could ride 5,000 no, miles and I could ride 5,000 more. That said, though, uh, I'm still pretty close to... I, I'm, I'm up over, like, 650 at this point. I'm so. already asleep. <laughs> but thank you. Anyway, back to... There's two major updates about the podcast that we have to cover. And the first of them, as you may have guessed, is that we are now recording in the whole new Sports 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 Studio Studio Studio. That's true. It's, uh, it's still pretty empty in here. Yep. I wouldn't call it a studio so much as a room. Well, we are recording in it. Yeah. There's sound recording devices. That's true. I think that's a studio. It's, it's getting there. I'm going to call that one a studio. Okay, it's getting close. That's fine. Thank <laughs> you for that update, Joel. <laughs> yeah, well, the other update, okay. and this is, uh, we, we have a little mystery that we would like solved. Mystery. Mystery. 
Someone keeps trying to log into the Sports 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 Podcast Gmail account. That's true. Sports 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 Podcast Gmail.com. Yeah, absolutely. Probably because we keep telling people where it is and then it goes out into the 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 broader wide web. I get three or four uh emails a day saying someone tried to log yeah, in. As do I. Yeah. And uh and and so I think uh we should right now brainstorm who is it right. who's trying to hack into the account uh all of these times i will even go a step further who what would what do they think they're gonna find (laughs) in there i mean emails from fans they're gonna find a couple emails a week from people who either say your show's bullshit (laughs) because it's a lot of british people yeah or uh people being like hey i'm a random podcast director you should uh maybe you should advertise through us and we're like fuck you yeah do you That's actually it. respond fuck you it seems like a non-response would oh, i just, just i well. delete it it's so, always the same like six companies that are just like hey we love your podcast i'm like you never listened here's some thoughts about who this might be okay could be jordan Ooh. from beyond the grave he's not dead i mean oh, well may so, not yeah. be dead i don't know i haven't talked to him in a while yeah so, uh, so I guess not Spirit Jordan trying right. to access the It could the be Live Jordan. Maybe it could be Dead Jordan. Could be. Yeah, I haven't talked to him in be, forever. Could be just that Live Jordan has forgotten the password. Yeah. I did <laughs> see him uh, post on Facebook recently, which makes me think that either he's alive or uh, somebody hacked into his account right? to try you, to get to the Sports Sports Podcast I bet you it's account. the latter because uh, it doesn't seem like he'd have any time to be posting on Facebook with all the writing he has to do. That's true. Get back to, to writing. writing. Uh, other thought, what if it's Steve? <gasps> Ooh, it could be Steve. Yeah. Like, like maybe, maybe last week's podcast was the culmination of his, you know, machinations behind the scenes. Yeah. He, uh, there, we did get a fair amount of emails about last week's episode and a lot of people were very positive about Steve. Yeah. They liked him. People like Steve. Maybe we should fire you and get Steve in here. I would have trouble arguing with that. Yeah. He's a funny guy. People don't like me. Yeah. I don't think people like you so much. I think they're okay with Jordan. Sure. But Steve... Steve is a likable person. He has person. sold screenplays. He yeah. has a far more successful podcast than we have, the Curtain Jerks podcast. Oh, yep, absolutely. It's like twice the Our listenership. Our sister podcast. Our sister podcast, yeah. yeah. They get a ton of people tweeting at them. Our tweet game is not strong. Not yeah. a lot of people tweet at us. Nope. That's, uh, you know, f- fair point. And their fans actually listen on SoundCloud sometimes. Still not a ton. They yeah. still get 100 times more listenership on iTunes as we do. Yeah, but that's yeah. the gauge of a truly successful podcast is how many people listen on SoundCloud. That's true. Yep. Or there's other options. Zach uh, Evans. Oh, could it be Zach Evans? Ian Keen. Ian Keen. He does some of our super fans. Yeah. I'm not sure what it is that they think that they could get from the email account that they couldn't just ask us for and get themselves. That's true. We're a pretty open book. If you were to yeah. email me and say, what's the password to the account? <laughs> As listeners, I might give it to you. Pretty decent chance. Though now that we're doing this segment, I feel like if someone does email you and ask that, that's our hacker. That's true. I got one last thing to throw out there. Okay. What if it's God? He's so thrilled about all the coverage that we've given Team Tebow over the years. He wanted to get in there and leave us a little message. But, you know, he's God. He can't hack Google. Well, yeah. Can I throw something out there? If he's truly an omniscient God, it wouldn't be incorrect password every time. (laughs) That's not the act of an omniscient being. He changes it and he always forgets which letters are capitalized. And yeah. God, it's it's capital (laughs) P-A-S-S-W-O-R-D. Come on. Come on. 
We are not know that. It's not all lowercase. Jeez. And this has been a sports, sports, sports podcast update. Watch update. Sports, sports, sports podcast update. Watch update. Brought to you by. Oh yeah. This is Johnny Drama Contracting coming at you with uh, all of your contracting contracting needs, and and I also like Entourage. Bye. Wow, he really lost confidence since that show ended. <laughs> he, 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 he did. Poor fella. I, I get the sense that it was maybe a better move to name his business that like a few years ago. Yeah. And now maybe it's time for a change. It might be. What yeah. do we got on the podcast this week? Okay, well, we have, uh, we have a few uh, really interesting people on. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. We're going to have a Carl McKenna. Okay. Uh, he is an expert in the NFL Combine. Uh, okay. Coming on here to talk to us about how he would change the Combine uh, to make it you know, better. He, th- he thinks he has a series of ways mm. of measuring football players that is going to be an improvement. And, of course, a Combine is a large piece of farming equipment <laughs> yes, that absolutely. he's hoping to change. Yeah. Even though farmers have been using it with success for yeah. decades. Yeah. The thing is, yeah, the NFL purchased a Combine yeah. a few years ago. They got a great deal on it. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, it was one of those things that two weeks later, they're just like, oh, well, what are we going to do with a Combine? Well, they lost the instruction book. <laughs> yeah, that makes did. it very hard to operate a Combine. They also don't, they don't grow wheat. That's true. Yeah, and so <laughs> big mistake <laughs> between the two. Could have gotten a lawnmower if you wanted to tend to the fields. Yeah, you didn't absolutely. Have to, yeah. So uh, what are you going to do? So uh, this is where they're at. We got another thing. Uh, do we? I feel like we we don't. Come on, Joel. You know this one this time because the last Wide World Weird Sports did part one. Jack Dempsey's early yeah. years, the boxer. Uh, and then those people tuning in last week thinking, here's going to be Jack Dempsey part two. Right. All of, all of the rest of the awesomeness of his career yeah. was bamboozled by, yes. by the Tim Tebow early life podcast with you and Steve. Yes, but instead, now you're finally going to find out what the Irish, uh, let's see if I can get it right, Irish, uh, Jewish, Mormon, uh, <laughs> Cherokee yeah. boxer uh, in his early days, he would pick fights in bars for money. Yeah. And now we're going to talk about his actual career. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But Never first, made as much money as, as, as he did picking fights in bars. Yeah, that's true. News, news, news. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil, but without Jordan. News, news, news. Jared Goff's hands too small. Uh, Jared Goff. Yeah. Subheadline. You know what they say about big hands? Big gloves? <laughs> Absolutely. It's true. Uh, so, uh, and, and we're going to talk more about the, the NFL Combine later. But one of the, the weird things that happens with the NFL Combine is that they uh, proceed to put a number of human beings uh, through a series of, of things that you would normally assume would be done to livestock. Sure, they check their teeth, make sure that they're they check their haunches. Yeah. Make sure that they don't have flesh rot. No, they really they really do most of these things. Oh really? Uh, but one of the things Ugh. they do is they measure hands of people. Like okay. how, how long they are and how far they are across. Yeah. And again, you know what they say about big hands. Mm-hmm. It allows a quarterback to grip the football better and makes him less likely to fumble. Makes sense. Yeah, right? Yeah. Which is exactly why uh uh Cal Berkeley quarterback Jared Goff when it was determined that he had nine-inch hands... Whoa. Yeah. Wait, I, I, I'm not good with sizes. That seems small to me, though. I uh, think my hands are at least 10 inches or 11 inches, and I'm not even a professional athlete. Yeah. So, so 
less than 10% of quarterbacks measured hands of nine inches or smaller. And Jeff, uh, Jeff Goff, uh, Jared Goff, uh, 6'4". Wow. So big guy. Bigger than me. Yeah. So these are. These as are, big as you. Yeah. Uh, well, it's like an inch taller than me. These are very small hands uh, for Jared yeah, Goff. As the Italians say, menino. <laughs> yes. Yep. Little hands. That means little hands. <laughs> Yep. Absolutely, yes, it does. Hashtag Menino, hashtag Little Hands. Everybody tweet, hashtag Menino. If you want to talk about Little Hands. Absolutely. But so that's how you get, like, today, a highly cited article on Google Mm -hmm. comes from uh, Pro Football Talk and NBC Sports. Headline, Jared Goff always thought he had normal-sized hands. Oh, boo. and and I I kind of love this moment because like this this kind of happens all the time. But it's like here's this guy, dream dream playing NFL football. Yeah, uh, successful in college. You know his whole life he's been prepping for this. And some guy walks up with a ruler and he's like, "Map, hands are too small. Look at you, tiny hands. <laughs> yeah, little uh, tiny hands over here. We're hey, not drafting you know you. what? Instead of drafting you, we'll put you in a freak show with your freakishly small <laughs> hands next to Lobster Boy and Bearded Woman. <laughs> yeah." At least Lobster Boy can throw a spiral and not fumble. <laughs> yeah, look at you. Oh, that's that's sad though. It isn't I it feel though? Like it if is. he's training that hard, yeah. then people should not, you know, be should. like, "Hey, you can't control this." But you're but, not but viable. Phil, this is also, and here's the thing: like, it's not coming from nowhere that the NFL talent evaluators fixate and shit like this. Like, sure. Uh, in the past, there's been guys that are like, this guy's too short to play quarterback. And it was like, he'll be fine. And then it was like, oh, he wasn't fine at all. <laughs> like, so this is something where he could have been a higher up draft pick and now he's going to be way I mean, down. He, he, yeah, he, he, he might have been uh, he might have been going like in the first round. He might have been wow. going very high. That's, a, that's as so good as it gets, right? Finding out he had nine-inch hands could be costing him millions of dollars. That's insane. <laughs> that's kind of like when I found out that I was less well-endowed than normal people. It's as soon as the day I found that out, I was just like, well, there goes my life. <laughs> That's it. There's no changing that. Uh, was this in, like, middle school? Oh, geez. Uh, I think I kind of always knew. Yeah. <laughs> I was just, I didn't want to come out as somebody with a t- small tool until... You had a small penis uh, feeling to you. I did, yeah. yeah. I always knew I was different than the other boys. And <laughs> then I finally was like, okay, I know. Uh, and, and that does raise an interesting thing. Like, imagine, imagine that. Like, you watch, like... You know, future NFL player after future NFL player, like, walk behind a screen and then leave it shoulders slumped. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody uh, walks out like, mm-mm. Nope. That's one, though, where nine inches would be quite good. Uh, oh, well, then maybe I'm okay. No, <laughs> no that's a, that is a joke. <laughs> that is a joke. Not even close. Yeah. No, uh, that, that's all I can I say. just made myself sad. Let's talk about Menino for a little while. Yeah. Small hands. Well, you know what they say about small hands. Uh, yeah, they have to put uh, grip tape on them. <laughs> Joining us is Carl McKenna, who uh, is the NFL representative for the Combine, which I've been told recently is where you you try, try out them the new bloods. Yeah, Phil. The NFL Combine is a uh, it's 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 we we bring all of the prospective rookies in together and have them go through the same series of physical tests so that their their basic physical abilities are clear to all of the teams oh. that might be ready to draft. So it's like double dare. <laughs> you put everybody through an obstacle course. It's a you... bit more complicated than double dare. Okay. I mean, keep in mind that you are talking about uh, former student athletes who are about to enter the professional ranks. This is 
This is high stakes. There's millions of dollars on the line for the teams and the players. All right, calm down, man. Don't come, like, keep, keep it cool. This is just an interview. Combine only comes once a year. I know. Okay, okay. Phil? And that's why, especially, Actually, it's, know, it's a but... big moment for me right now. Well, you have to help me walk through it because I am something of a sports outsider. I've, I learned what a combine is today. So what, what kind of physical challenges do you put these Double Dare contestants through? Uh, uh, future NFL players. Okay, okay. future NFL <laughs> Some of them may have played Double Dare as children. Sure. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, we don't, we don't ask about those sorts of things. It might come up in the interview, which is one of the things that they do. Okay. Uh, they have everyone take the Wonderlick test. Uh, which Wonderlick? Is a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a test that tests sort of basic intelligence and problem-solving abilities. Oh, that makes sense. Like, yeah. if you need to be able to make snap decisions. Absolutely. <laughs> Pun intended, because <laughs> they snap the ball. Uh, but seriously, though, you have to make snap decisions when you're on the field, so that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, there's also the 40-yard dash. Okay, I know speed. what that is. There's the, uh, the three-cone agility drill that shows how quickly you can change directions. Oh, where they kind of, like... Weave in and out. They of weave in and out. Yes, oh, yeah. there's a there's a vertical jump. Okay, uh, they see how many sense. bench press reps they can do with a 225 pound bar. Ooh, exhausting day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So so all of these very important. But I'm here to tell you, Phil. Yep. And to tell the sports 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 podcast listeners, I think there's a better combine to be had. Really? So you're going to change things up this year? I mean, I have not gotten approval. Okay. Uh, obviously, a lot of people are very set in their ways, but I am in the midst of outlining a series of things that we can add to the combine. That are going to tell us a lot more about these players. Breaking news here. All right. I am so curious. What kind of physical challenges that are going to be new are you going to give these contestants? Okay. First one up. Yep. Okay. We, we take them two at a time. All okay. right. We put them in a kitchen. We give Whoa. them one secret ingredient. They have one hour to use that secret ingredient in as many dishes as they can prepare. Whoever cooks the best meal at the end of the night wins okay i'm gonna stop you well i of course i'm gonna stop you there you're done talking uh that sounds a little bit like first of all that's iron chef you're gonna put them through the tv show i, iron I chef. believe it might be somewhat derivative of a japanese television nope, show that's iron chef ago. it's yeah. definitely iron chef but that has nothing and i mean nothing to do with football big too different. Okay, how it is shows that? shows creativity. You got to work together as a team with the other people. Understanding the balance of the different ingredients is much like understanding the balance between a running and passing attack on your offense. Okay? I don't want to offend you. That's dumb. All right? That's dumb and you're dumb. <laughs> Seems like if you didn't want to offend me, you would have phrased it differently. No, really, I mean... You said that and then you did not You did not seem to pull any punches. Okay, in that case, don't, don't take offense to this, but you're dumb. That is not, I mean, you should be giving people like the high jump, the agility things. Like that makes more we sense. We are the already Wonderlic doing test. those. Okay. But there's other things that I think we can do. All right. Well, that one's a dumb idea. <laughs> Give me something that's not a dumb idea. Okay. How about this? Okay. We have them all go fishing. Like fishing in a boat fishing? We all send them out at the same time. Maybe they use a boat. Maybe they go from the shore. We don't know. All we care about, how many fish do you bring back and how big no. are they? Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> See, what that's going to gauge is who has the most experience fishing, which has nothing to do with football. It doesn't test a, a skill or creativity. Like, what uh, is that? I can see that test? you are not an angler, sir. Because no, the, I'm the, an angrier the, because I mean, this is stupid. <laughs> The amount of time that they're going to spend doing film analysis on football plays, Phil, all okay. right? Fishing is all about analysis, okay? In what? Come <laughs> on. To, no, it's not. You have to you analyze. You drop in the bait and you what? wait for the tug. Okay, well, okay. Just it, it is, like it is a way sex house. More. Okay, well, I mean, something like a sex house, yeah, but that's not. 
That's neither here nor there. Okay? Was number three going to be send him to a sex house? Well, yes, it was going oh, come to be. On! So that's... Come on! I mean, it makes a little sense to be in the NFL because that seems to be a big part of what NFL players do. Yeah. We, but we that's don't... not a good thing. Usually it gets them in trouble. <laughs> Listen, the ding-dongs get them in trouble. The art of making love is filled with all sorts of subtle interplay between you and another person. Not okay? the way I do it. The The... The pushing and shoving, the back and forth. Pushing it's and not, shoving? It's not unlike... Are you a virgin? <laughs> no, but... Then what? You're pushing and shoving? Oh, how do you have sex? Uh, tenderly. They wouldn't be doing it Okay, tenderly. all right. No, look, so... I would love... I mean, here's... I'll, I'm just gonna throw one out there. Chin-ups. Okay. Chin- maybe, maybe they do chin-ups. So okay, you well, test kind of upper body strength and, and uh, weight to that's strength just pretty ratio. Ri- uh, pretty ridiculous. Why? Okay. It tests all the things you need, right? Like you can figure out how many times, like if they if they need to have stronger upper bodies as as opposed to their weight, it's a really good measure of that. Okay, uh, you're you're somewhat close in in this. Uh, I I did have another uh, uh, event that I was going to okay. add, and that was going to be that we placed uh, we placed a yogi on top of a mountain. Jesus Christ. Deep in far India. Okay. In the Himalayas. Okay. So what we do is we simply say to the people in the combine, go out and find Yogi Shankrashar. Okay. That is the most stereotypical <laughs> and offensive name I've ever heard. Shankrashar? Yeah. Okay. Well, either way, he's a yogi. He's on top of a mountain. We don't tell him where. We don't tell him what country. Come we on. We don't tell him anyone. We have else. great prospects who would never come back. <laughs> Yes, but the one who found the yogis, the the ones who find the yogi, those would be the ones that you would most want to draft because that yogi would bestow wisdom onto them. Come on. And there'd be a chin-up bar in his hut. No, that's <laughs> nothing. No, one thing has nothing to do with the other. Okay, Look, well, my, you say you want chin-ups, and now it seems you don't want chin-ups. No, I'm not, not sure I, I can understand. I don't want chin-ups with conditions of going on the fucking amazing race Listen, of yogi finding. You seem to have a lot of really strong opinions about how we should run the combine for a person who did not know that the combine existed until this morning. But now that I know about it, let me throw out another one that's straight-up logic. Okay, well, all right. Why don't, why don't you, the uneducated rube, tell me. Tell me, Carl McKenna, the head of the NFL Combine, what I should be doing. Catching drills. That right there just shows how much you don't What are you talking about? That's what they'll have to do. They'll have to catch the ball. Catching is more of a state of mind, okay? No, it's not. You want a catching drill, all right? Here's what we do. Okay. We have them work as deputies for the U.S. Marshals. Nope. For nope. three months. They three hunt months. down the most dangerous fugitives out there. And whoever catches the most, let me tell you something, that's a guy you maybe want playing tight end. It was so dumb having you here today. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I don't like know that I'm going to so come back, dumb. Mr. Ranta. I don't want you back. Your ideas were stupid. I'm pretty sure you're stupid. I think you're making a joke out of this whole podcast, which we take very seriously. I feel like you were cackling through this entire interview. Oh, I'm going to make stupid suggestions on what to do in the combine that nobody's actually going to take. I don't believe that Never you believe in a my 25 word years of running the NFL combine have I have I suffered this sort of injustice uh, and 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 insult. And I can tell you one thing: I will not be back. You know what you just passed? Was this all a test? You were running the Sports Sports oh Sports Podcast gosh. Combine. Oh, We my had to make gosh. sure that you were ready to be interviewed on the that podcast. Was so 
Good. Thank you. Yes. I, I, it was this whole thing. We set it up where it's like you have to take a bunch of abuse from me. And if you make it all the way to the end and you stick up for yourself, then you can be a guest on the podcast. This is pretty amazing. Honestly, you know, you know what? And you know what I'm thinking now What's is the that? NFL Combine. We yeah. should have like an aggressive, uh, aggressive, hostile podcast host. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> you know what? You're on to round two. Let's go find a yogi. Yay. Today's podcast is brought to you by Sue.co. That's T-S-U dot co. It's the only social media site that pays you to post. So make sure to sign up through Sue.co slash sports the number three podcast where you will get paid to post. And when you post, we get a little something too. So go to T-S-U.co slash sports number three podcast to support this podcast. And now it's time for another wide world of Weird Sports! Wide world of weird sports. What do we got this week? Previously on Wide World of Weird Sports, Jack Dempsey, the boxer, part Cherokee, part Jewish person, part Irish person, part Mormon, picked fights in bars for money so he could survive. He was sleeping under railroad under cars, and now we get to his boxing Title defenses. Might be too far ahead. Yeah, maybe. Maybe we should hear about him winning the title first. Yes, absolutely. I don't want to critique agree. the way that you do the wide world of weird sports, but so uh, world heavyweight champion. Yeah, among uh, his opponents for world heavyweight champion were Fireman Jim Flynn. You know, Wait, Fireman Jim Flynn. Fireman Jim Flynn. Did it say if he was an actual fireman? Uh, I assume he was. Because back it, then, you could. Or was he like, I need someone to put out the fire in my pants? Nope, he was an actual fireman. Uh, he was the only boxer ever to beat Dempsey by a knockout when Dempsey Ooh. lost him in the first round. Although some boxing historians believe the fight was a fix. Oh. Dempsey had to eat because he was starving and homeless. So that makes sense. Uh, and Gunboat Smith. Guess where he worked? Yeah. It doesn't seem fair, really. Yeah. I mean, you're in a boxing ring. He's got a gunboat. Sure. Uh, he was formerly a highly ranked contender who had beaten uh, the world champion Jess Willard and Hall of Famer Sam Langford. But Dempsey beat Smith for the third time in a second round knockout. Oh, man. Kicked his ass. Gunboat and all, and he goes down in the second. That's true. Before he employed the long-experienced Jack Kearns as his manager, Dempsey was first managed by John J. Reisler. John J. Reisler. Slur. Doesn't go. Doesn't fit. In 1918, Dempsey fought in 17 matches in one year. One year? Jesus yep, Christ. What a badass. Going 15... What did his fucking face look like? Oh, it's horrific. He looks like Tom Cruise's face. <laughs> like with the jagged nose. Oh. Not the rest of his face. The rest of that Tom yeah. Cruise's face is gorgeous. I was going to say, just say it's like, does Tom Cruise have facial scars? That but I've he's got a, no, he's got a Owen Wilson life? nose. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, he went 15-1 and one with one no decision in 17 matches in one year. Mm. That's a lot of wins. Uh, in a fight with Flynn, Dempsey knocked his opponent out in the first round. Boom! That's great. Uh, among other matches won that year were against light heavyweight champion Battling Levinsky, Bill Brennan, Fred Fulton, Carl E. Morris, These are Billy names. Miskey, and heavyweight Lefty Jim McGettigan. <laughs> That's right. There is a boxer named Lefty Jim McGettigan. Lefty Jim. Yep. Please tell me he was right-handed. 
He probably was, yeah. <laughs> we call him lefty because he doesn't call use his left hand. Uh, and Homer Smith. <clears throat> Homer Smith? Yep, Homer Smith. In 1919, he won five consecutive regular bouts by knockout in the first round, as well as one actually, round. I think it's, it's not, I mean, people say like, oh, knockout in the first round. It's like all you have to do to get knocked out in any round of a boxing match is just not pay attention for like a half a second. But to win five matches in a row with a knockout in the first round. That's something special. Yeah. That's wonder how crazy. I wonder how many rounds I'd last against Jack Dempsey. Uh, probably. Uh, well, keep in mind, Phil, he is dead. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I feel like that gives me a bit of an advantage. That's true. If I weekended Bernie's Tim, though, and like propped him up, I probably wouldn't be able to knock him down because yeah. he's that badass. Even then, they'd give him a standing eight count, and he'd just be like, no, fight's over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, title fight and controversy. So on July 4th, 1919, Dempsey and world heavyweight champion Jess Willard met at Toledo for the world title. Pro lightweight fighter. A lady? What's that? He's Jess? a lady? No, it's Jess, probably like Jesse. Like, oh, okay, yeah. You know. That would make more sense. Yep. Pro lightweight fighter Barry Leonard predicted a victory for the 6'1", 187-pound Dempsey, even though Willard, known as the Potawatomi Giant... Okay, that doesn't make any sense. He was six foot and six and a half inches tall and 245 oh, pounds. Holy Back shit. then, that would be like seven foot That's six. That's a fucking monster. Yeah. And yeah, back in 1919. Dempsey's given up five inches? How did the, how did that guy ever lose a fight? I d- well, uh, Willard was knocked down several times, seven times by Dempsey in the first round. Wow. Because back then, they didn't like, you didn't get knocked down three times. They called it. You got knocked yeah. down seven times. Yeah. This giant. People not so big on understanding the dangers of concussions. That's true. (laughs) That guy probably died young. Yeah. Uh, Accounts of the fight reported that Willard suffered a broken jaw, broken ribs, several broken teeth, and a number of deep fractures to his facial bones. Jesus Christ. Yep. This aroused suspicion that Dempsey had cheated, with some questioning how the uh, force capable of causing such damage had been transmitted through Dempsey's knuckles without fracturing them. That's a decent question. But it's also the most badass thing someone could say about you. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, there's no way you could have beat that guy so bad without breaking your own hand. <laughs> like, you want to test me? <laughs> he probably put rocks in his glove. <laughs> it was boxing in this day and age. Yeah. Not like it was. Other reports, however, failed to mention Willard suffered any real injuries. The New York Times account of the fight described severe swelling visible on one side of Willard's face, but did not mention any broken bones. Mm. A still photograph of Willard following the fight appears to show discoloration and swelling in his face. Of course. (laughs) Following the match, Willard was quoted as saying, Dempsey is a remarkable hitter. (laughs) Understatement. Of the millennia. I could say that because it's over. Yeah. (laughs) It was the first time I had ever been knocked off my feet. I have sent many birds home in the same bruised condition that I'm in. And now I know how they felt. (laughs) I I hope he didn't mean birds like women. Like the way they'd be like, look at that bird. I would certainly hope not. Hard to say. Yep, in 1919. Yeah. I sincerely wish Dempsey all the luck possible and hope that he garnishes all the riches that come with the championship. I have had my fling with the title. I was champion for four years, and I assure you that they'll never have to give a benefit for me. I have invested the money I have made. What a reasonable... Think of the boxers now and the shit they say. That guy's just like... 
Good for him. He did a great job. I quit. I invested my money. <laughs> Never want to take that again. Well, but investing like, your money in 1919. Oh, that's true. It's going to work for a while and then might not be. Well, so unless they did it in one substance. Gold? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to do Prospector Joel. Moving on. Uh, Willer later <laughs> claimed to have been defeated by gangsterism. So, so, so that sounds like a reversal of where he yeah, was before. That's true. Uh, so just to sweep through a couple other things, he, uh, won, he kept his title for a long time, uh, seven years. And then in September, 1926, Dempsey fought the Irish American and former U S Marine Gene Tunney in Philadelphia. Tunney. Uh, fight, yep. He only fought one lost once in his career. Uh, in spite of his record, Tunney was considered the underdog against Dempsey, of course, cause he held the title for so long, yeah. but the match ended in an upset with Dempsey losing his title on points in 10 rounds. Mm. What a shitty way to lose a nine-year title. Right? Se- yeah. Oh, to think Seven back year to title. the days when white boxers still held the heavyweight title because they wouldn't let black people box. Well, when the defeated Dempsey returned to his dressing room, he explained his loss to his wife by saying, Honey, I forgot to duck. <laughs> That's seven, seven years. Seven years that guy had the heavyweight title. Yeah. And that brings an end to another wide world of weird, weird sports. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to a close another sports, sports, sports podcast. But before we go, Phil would like to give you some of our contact information you can find us on soundcloud by going to soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast that's soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast while you're there comment follow i know you listen on itunes it's okay just go in there and do a little clicky clicky and we'll appreciate it uh you can find us on facebook by going to facebook.com slash sports number three podcast not only do we post our new podcasts up there but we also put up hilarious commentary on news from the week so make sure to check that out yeah, and you can also find us on our official sponsor, Sue.co. That's TSU.co slash sports number three podcast. It's the only social media site that pays you to post just like Facebook. And if you sign up through TSU.co slash sports number three podcast, we get a little kickback too. So we appreciate it. Do it. Hey, Phil. hey Joel. I really like the new studio. Yeah, it's a little echoey. And congrats on getting engaged. Oh, stop it. I will oh, not stop, stop it. it. You and Lindsay are such an adorable couple. Ah, stop. Yeah. Lights off. You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.